Proudly brought to you by AWS here at NRF Retail's Big Show in New York. Day one is done and dusted, Gareth. Uh, lots of sessions, lots to talk about. Uh, let's start with you. What are your highlights? Well, the opening is always hard, Andrew. Just seeing, and this year it was 40,000 people through the door. Most of them, most of them in that opening session, it seemed, uh, is always a kind of inspiring time. This year it was John Ferner, who, and we're huge fans of Walmart, and John Ferner is a is, is a great speaker um, and he he set the scene really well you know talking about how the world has changed again how it's a tough year there's a whole new set of issues now for retailers including retail time but he reminded us all that w- what's done in retail is done success in retail comes from thinking ahead and he, he put a great quote up there from Sam Walton who said you can't just keep doing what worked one time you must stay out ahead of change. And that's exactly, you know, our message as a business. And it really got me off to a good start for the day. So um, how about you, Andrew? Yeah, I I thought that was an excellent start. It was a little more subdued in terms of the the kind of wasn't as rah-rah-y as it potentially has been at the start. But I think, you know, considering the climate, that made sense. And he always speaks so, so very well. Next up was uh, I listened to the CEO of FedEx. Actually, Raj was incredibly articulate about the mission. Um, but most importantly, I found um, actually the, the stats that he shared were the most incredible. Online retail sales expected to reach $8 trillion by 2026. Four billion consumers in the world right now, which is roughly half the world's population. Uh, and FedEx themselves delivers 15 million packages per day which is uh, the equivalent data of 20 million filing cabinets standing on top of each other. So wow. just think of the data that they collect. Yeah. Um, but some of the things that, that really stood out was from a study that they conducted as part of their, they launched a product here, here while well, they're here called um, FDX, which is all about kind of combining their platforms together. And they did a study before they did it. 75% of Gen Zen value sustainability more than brand. I'll go on a rant about that another time when we talk about sustainability. 94% of customers expect brands to inform them of delays before they have to ask. And 96% of consumers will shop again with brands with an easy returns process. And I think, you know, returns is one of those topics that we still haven't nailed as a sector. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how, how we talk about it. What was next for you? Next highlight for me was a presentation by 7-Eleven on their retail media network. Uh, the, the, um, their retail media network is called Gulp, G-U-L-P. And um, just 7-Eleven over here, it's such a, a massive business in scale terms. 13,000 stores doing 12 million transactions a day. A large proportion of them are done on loyalty cards, so they're getting the data of actual spend by individual on actual product. Their most loyal customers are transacting more than once a day, so they've got loads of data. They also use this bunch of um, card-carrying customers as a research base, so they're in the unique position of being able to compare buying intent with actual behaviour, and this makes them a huge magnet for for FMCG companies particularly uh, in launching new products, helping them being much more effective. Um, and it's it's generating some great results, not only for the the suppliers, but for uh, for 7-Eleven itself. 
they're planning a, a radio. They won't be the first um, a radio station. They won't be the first retailer to do a radio network. But this radio network, well, when it launches, will be the largest radio station in the USA. <laughs> and that's food for thought for some Australian retailers, I think. You know, the potential of retail media hasn't really been exploited yet in our country. And I think 7-Eleven's a good one to look at if, uh, if there's any retailers wanting to get a handle on how to monetize this. Um, outstanding. And that the retail media space we know, we learned from last year, just the sheer value of it. And yeah. for me, the, the concept of a trend or a hype becoming something real is always to go on the expo floor. And I was wondering the expo floor today, and there was an awful lot of reading, reading, uh, retail right. media right. Uh, uh, stuff, which is fantastic. My next session was all about reinventing retail for the AI generation. This was a conversation with the Walmart uh, local technology and Walmart. A Walmart Compass Technology SVP, so essentially the yeah. person in charge of everything AI at Walmart. Um, and really, this was a conversation about how to do it more than it was about what's possible with AI. One quote she shared, which I thought was excellent, was every part of the tech alphabet soup we've tested, experimented, funded, deployed, or stopped. And you know that is just such a quintessential Walmart, the idea that they're willing to give it a go, they're going to throw it into the sandbox, test it, play around with it, see what works, and then only follow up with the things that are actually solving a need. Um, I thought that was excellent. Um, and they did speak about how to, you know, some advice, I suppose, for people who were getting into it, wanting to embed AI into the company. And um, again, just kept on bringing it back and away from the technology, like constantly referring to the technology and AI and generative AI as an enabler of innovation. You've got to start with the need. And they basically listed the golden rule, <laughs> you know, our golden rule. You know, if it's not solving a customer, if it's not saving them the business money or making the business more money, and if it's not aligned to your brand's your brand's purpose, then don't pursue it, regardless of how you know cool and sexy the technology itself might be. But it, it was a great conversation. The biggest um, thing that uh, win that they they shared that I found most interesting was their application of AI in Boca, so buy online and pick up in store. They spoke about this kind of abyss of fear between when the customer online buys the product and there's a whole bunch of inventory movement then in the store so that that gap between when something's been bought online to when the person in store is actually fulfilling it you know and the ability potential for a stock out they use AI to predict whether or not there's a potential for a stock out and remove um, items as showing as in stock if in case there's a risk of that happening so there's a really smart application of AI what's next for you well, I went to a session on combating retail crime with AI. So that combined, that uh, hit two birds with one stone, if you like, because I was interested to hear about retail crime. It is on the top of everybody's mind. And, you know, there's a topic of conversation with many retailers. And of course, AI is, well, what, one thing we noticed today, it's tough to get into the sessions. Everyone's, everybody wants to learn more about AI. This turned out to be a really good session. You know, I've, I've been reading conflicting things about the actual growth of crime in retail. You know, some say that it's on the rise. Some say that it's really just getting back to pre-pandemic levels. But uh, although we didn't get many numbers, there was they made two good points. Um, all the statistics you read are, are police statistics. And, of course, police only know what victims tell them. And on their research, that they're saying the police are only getting about 50% of the incidents. Also on their research, they're showing that it's growing in scope, so it's it's casting a wider net now on in scale and particularly in danger. So the the threat to personal safety of customers and associates is on the rise. And without going through the whole session, they were advocating 
a very coordinated approach. Not one technology will solve this, but combining multiple technologies will give you a good chance. Not one retailer can solve it on their own. So if one retailer is experiencing a problem, they can learn from an adjacent retailer if they're collaborating on sharing data from the same tech ecosystem. So I think there's a great opportunity for this too in Australia for some sort of collaborative ecosystem of tech vendors, um, uh, tech vendors, retailers, in this case, uh, industry association, and in this case, they had university doing all the number crunching. So I think there's a great opportunity there for that. And the prerogative being, or the imperative being, the safety of, of retail staff and customers. Yeah, it's definitely a big problem here, in particular the organised side of it is mm. becoming a, a pretty significant problem, so I'm not surprised there's lots of conversations in it. Um, and that community element seems to be coming out a lot, like solving problems as a co retail community instead of once-off, so that's yeah. also coming through in the way that we look at ethical AI. Um, I then went to the PepsiCo and Deloitte session with yeah. uh, this, uh, the, uh, Stephen Williams, who's the CEO of PepsiCo Foods North America. Some of the stats about what the size of that company is is phenomenal. $21 billion enterprise, uh, 150 million miles annually driven by their trucks, um, 315,000 stores per week that they deliver to directly, um, and their foods are in a whopping 94% of American households. Um, so it's a phenomenal business unit. But it started off with uh, Deloitte actually sharing some of the results of their two-year study into consumer ch what's changing in consumer behaviour. There was a few um, interesting ones there I'll share. Um, uh, he mentioned that today's newborns are the first where no single racial or ethnic group will form the majority, uh, which is a huge change in the market mm. if you think about it. Women are on track to control more wealth than men. First time in history where people over the age of 65 will be a greater uh, portion than under the age of 18. Um, baby boomers will own over 50% of the wealth in the world, um, which is a huge transition of wealth. Uh, a record $84.5 trillion um, dollars will be handed down to younger consumers in the years to come. Uh, and the last one really blew my mind. Moore's Law obviously used to, you know, used to state that we would double as a society mm. in terms of advancement every 18 months. Uh, and we're now assuming it to be three, every wow. three months. You know, you look mm. at AI and it doesn't make, it doesn't be, become too surprising. Um, but to Steve from PepsiCo, they've spent seven years in a row as a top valued partner. So they're doing something right in terms of their partnership with retailers. And he spoke, he spoke very uh, specifically around that community side of how do you build a community between the farmers who are growing the potatoes, the drivers driving the trucks, the manufacturing facilities, and then ultimately the retailer who's actually going to be buying and selling the products. And they've, he spent most of his time as CEO, and he's been there for five years, building that community, like connecting everybody, ensuring that they're able to communicate, share data, uh, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and it was, it's been incredibly successful. Um, They've got this uh, really interesting thing called Partner for Tomorrow, which is a one-stop shop of all of that data, that mm -hmm. they just open access, democratise the access to everyone in their ecosystem, which I thought was uh, smart. Um, they're also the number one manufacturer in sustainability across all measures in Kantar here in the US, which is incredibly surprising. It's actually probably a depressing statistic, because I can't imagine they're doing it brilliantly, or as brilliantly as the Earth may need us. Mm -hmm. um, but still... Uh, it's, it's an impressive stat for them and at least they're doing something. He kept on talking about that and said when it comes to sustainability you've just got to take action. It might not be perfect, it might not be everything but you've just got to do something. Um, but he, he did talk about his pet, pet favourite pet which is a factory in California where they essentially focused on it to see what they could pull off. They brought down emissions from the factory by 90% doing exactly the same output as what they were getting uh, previously. So it's a phenomenal opportunity if they can get it right. 
so it was fun. You then joined uh, the finale, the closing keynote of the day. How'd that go? Yeah, well, John Fern was on stage again, and uh, he was interviewing Mark Benahoff from Salesforce. And, um, you yeah, know, it, it was very interesting. Obviously, um, Salesforce have been around the data in retail space for a long time. In fact, I think it's 25 years since that business was started. And the stakes just kept getting, uh, get, keep getting up. A couple of points I took out of it. Firstly, I think we all know that AI really is nothing new. We've had machine learning of one type and another for, you know, many, many years. But what is new is this idea of generative AI, you know, posing a problem to a machine and then having the machine solve that problem for you. Um, so that was a, a good takeout. And the other takeout was, and a strong point was made, this can be a force for good or, or bad. Technology is very neutral and we need to do something. It was Benhoff's uh, conclusion to uh, make sure that um, AI doesn't take the same route as social media, which in some cases have become a uh, has become a real force for negativity in in our society. So that was that was the close of the day. I was I was actually I did sneak into that session as well, uh, and I appreciate that he did use significantly more colourful language than he you did. chose to share it there. Which, <laughs> uh, but he was very aggressive about which you know I I agree with in principle. You know the negativity and stuff that we've seen from the outputs of social media without real control has been phenomenal comparative to some other industries and sectors including our own for that and he used the uh, the apple line you know the people uh, the customer is the product which yeah. is where the danger starts i think yeah. yeah and like and he very proudly stated that that's not his mo- that's business right. model and he doesn't ever want it to be that. that's right all right enough of us shall we bring a guest in i think we should let's do it I'm here with Graeme Clements, who's the Chief Operating Officer of Strandbags in Australia. He's at the show, I'm at the show. So I'm here to ask Graeme about his impressions this year, because he's a regular attender. What's your impressions this year, Graeme? It's great to see the show as busy as it is. I think, you know, after the COVID years, it really is, and also being a retail-focused show, that it's great to see retail as strong as it is. Um, Yeah, so I think, you know, that's the first impression. Yesterday, I walked... Hall three, which is really where you see the, the the bigger bigger vendors, you know, every every stands at trying to out outbid the other other stand. But it was it's great to see you know a lot of innovation coming from Microsoft, um, Shopify. Um, you, you see where Amazon's trying to go. Um, so that, that was really really interesting yesterday. Um, Hall one, where it's where we see the smaller vendors. For me, that, that's, that's really where the value of coming to the show is because you see vendors that you would never, you would make, make contact with not normally. I mean, you obviously you can see Microsoft and Shopify from Australia, but it's these sm- smaller uh, vendors um, who I think are, are really important. For me, that's where I get the value from the show. Yeah, and anything particular caught your eye? Something that people in Australia might not have seen yet? I think there's, as ever you come to the show, you there's, Things that you just see repeatedly. There's, you know, so much development on um, on self checkout. You know, the, the multiple stands about that. A real growth in um, a in an electronic um, a signage. You know, that you know, huge gro- growth in that. 
and great to see the technology moving on that you know, now they will be able to do electronic labelling in multicolour, which um, has been a reason for us not implementing it uh, uh, previously. Um, we're interested in RFID. There's a lot of our RFID um, technology um, here. Um, and I'm also looking for um, assortment planning, which is such a specialised area and it's been difficult to find. And you know, I've been this morning with two vendors, uh, specialised um, vendors, which I think there's a real opportunity there. So, you know, I think there, there's something for, for everybody. A lot of it is supermarket based and not relevant to, to us, but uh, but you really see where, where tech in, in retail is, is moving and, and yes. you know, it's worth coming just for that. Yep. So it sounds like you spend quite a bit of time on the floor. Have you had a chance to see any of the presentations? Uh, yeah, I, I attended the Microsoft one y yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, joined there by the head of digital for Ralph Lauren and okay. um, talking about AI and, and what that really means to that to that business. Um, they made um, Microsoft made announcement of three new developments that they're bringing to market. So it was, it was a good presentation. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the stores in New York, Graham, uh, being a retail, you probably can't help yourself. You've probably been out yeah. there. Um, yeah, so I did what um, on Saturday, Soho for, you know, Soho and Noho for, a, um, for an afternoon. Um, really interesting to see. Does that mean the COO was walking Noho and not <laughs> yeah. Soho? <laughs> Um, but uh, you know, it, it was, it's always it's always good to, to uh, go down there and see um, see the innovation in, in retail. Um, and uh, um, tomorrow before I leave, I'll go and do the the Westfield at, um, at um, a, the World Trade Centre, which yeah, is always a you know always a stop as well. Yeah, yeah. So overall, um, good show for you so far. Yeah, great great show. Um, Really, really good, good show. Probably one, one of the, the best that I've been to. Yeah, great. Well, great to speak to you, Graham. Thank we'll you. let you get on your way. We know you got a busy schedule. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Graham. All right, so that's enough of our wrap. What are you looking forward to on day two? Day two looks like a good day. I've just made some notes about the processions I want to go to, and as always, too much to see and tomorrow will be no exception. But the one I won't miss is the Opna. It's um, Dick's Sporting Goods. It's the founder. Oh, sorry, the, not the founder. He's the son of the founder. But he's the guy that's taken it from two stores to 800. So he's the builder of the business. And he received a big award from the NRF. Um, and that's why he's the keynote um, tomorrow. But I'm really, I've been a big fan of Dick's Sporting Goods. They're always ahead of the game. They keep innovating. Um, they were a big early adopter of Omnichannel and all the various iterations of Omnichannel. I think we might be under Omnichannel.3 or 3.0 by now. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, and AI, they're always there. And of course, they've done some really interesting social things too, like they're one of the first re retailers to stop selling guns. So i am really interested to hear his story. There's another session too. I mean, we're big Walmart fans, as we said yesterday, and their data business is going to be speaking tomorrow i've never heard them speak before i know they've got uh, they've they've got a really big emphasis on that now and it's a, a question that a lot of retailers are struggling with and have for decades you know we've got all this data what are we going to do with it 
the issue today is, of course, now the tools appear to be out there to actually do something with it. So I'll be interested to see what Walmart are doing. And there's a smorgasbord of AI sessions to choose from. <laughs> but I think I'll choose... Um, it's a Salesforce session about their omni-channel index. And the interesting thing about that is the, it's a lot of gap analysis. You know, what indexing retailers on the basis of how much, to what extent they're adopting the popular uh, features and functions of, of omni-channel these days. That's a good collection. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to uh, Magic Johnson opening mm-hmm. the day up. I think that will be um, a delightful, interesting conversation, especially considering you know who he, who he is and what he stands mm-hmm. for, and the, the story is pretty fantastic. Um, there's a couple of good ones hanging on the expo floor through tomorrow. So P.F. Chang's has one there talking about HR and workforce. Um, there's some plenty of composable commerce, commerce our new favourite term, um, that's uh, that's popping up. But a couple, that, one that I'm really looking forward to, in fact, there's two that I'm really looking forward to that go one after the other. The first one is the golden age of retail media networks. Retail media is, um, is just seeing some phenomenal growth, and I'm excited to hear more about how people are doing it here in the U.S., um, and then digital strategies to decode Gen Z. I think, you know, you, Gareth, know very much my opinions when it comes to classifying and generalizing people mm. by age, but I'm interested because this is McDonald's, H&M, Vogue Business, Shop, uh, Spotify. Okay. So some really big brands. So they're going to have some, I hope anyway, some interesting things to say. We'll see mm. how it goes. Uh, and then, of course, wrapping the day with the economic outlook, I think, um, yep. Economists have become the new weather people. We don't really know what we're doing. We just kind of put our finger up in the air and hope. Um, so we'll see, it'll be interesting to see what their guesses are yep. for 2024. But I'm excited. Yeah, me too. See you tomorrow from the floor. Yep. Yeah.